0: everyone. It's awesome to be here tonight. Amen. Let's just have a time of prayer. Let's just pray for ourselves. Let's ask the Lord that his word would minister to us. Then the Father, we thank God for who you are and what you've done. Thank you, Lord God, that your word is a lamp to our feet and a guide to our path, my God. My Lord God, and I pray, my God, that you give me the words to say and attitude to say my God. I pray, my Father, that you would encourage us, my God, restore, my God, give us understanding, my Lord, let us know what your will really is in our life, my Lord. I pray, my God, that you're the one, my God, that can deal with every situation in this place, my God. And I thank you, my Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. You know, I want to speak to us. Tonight, just a, a reminder, not something new, just a reminder. Everybody here wants to know what God's will is for their life. Do you, know, do you want to know what God's will is for your life? Oh, Jim does, I don't know about anybody else. I should think that everybody here wants to know what God's will is for their life. And we're going to look in the Bible. Bible in one John, let's turn your Bible to the book of One John. One John chapter one. One John chapter one and verse five. You ready? You got that? It says this. This is the message that we have heard. From him that declared to you, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with God, yet walk in darkness, we lie and we do not live in the truth. I want to start off there, just when you read this in, in John, and when we, we're going to look in the Gospel of John. But the Bible says that God is light and in him there is no darkness. So what does that mean? God's a big light bulb? Is he like the sun? Gives off light and it's just light? Or is he talking about something else as well? He's talking about something else as well. It's what the light represents. Do you know, we have an understanding here. We know what good and evil is, don't we? Most programs, most action films or Satan you would watch, you'll see the good overcoming evil. You see, especially when I was growing up, some of the new things are a bit weirder, but when I was growing up, it was E-Man always beat Skeletal. And all the people my age are laughing because I know that's true. So it was always good to overcome evil. So it was light and darkness. We always think about evil things as darkness and good things as light. Is that true? Well, that's true because the word of God makes it true. It isn't good because some man come up with it. It's, it's truth because God come out with it. And the Bible says that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. In uh, James, I think it's one seven, where it says, uh, "All good and pleasant things come from above, in him, the God of light, and in him, there is no shifting of shadows." That means there is no hidden places of darkness in God. There's no variation of shadows. It isn't like there's a light, but in that room over there there's a little bit of darkness. It doesn't mean that. It means there is no shadows at all in God. So He is what we would call pure light or pure goodness. And throughout the world, throughout the time and history, God has always had someone that shines the light. Somebody that, or something on earth that shines the light that represents God in his goodness. We have it from... Uh, if you like, that Abraham, who would, uh, not Abraham, but you can go all the way back to Adam, if you like. Adam's sons, they started to sacrifice to do what was right. They started to do what was right to be the, the, the men of God, who were called them to be, to make atonement for their sin. And we see that go all the way through the Bible. And then when it comes to, to Moses, he, he got a group of people together which went through the, the, the wilderness for 40 years, and they made, God had called Moses to make a what? What was it called? A tabernacle. And on the tabernacle we give orders to make different things and, uh, that represents different places. Um, the Ark of the Covenant was there, the, the, the showbread was there, the, the, the menorah was there, which was, a menorah was a big candlestick, if you like, that would constantly burn and constantly show light. <coughs> And I'll tell you what I learnt of this this week in understanding this. In Exodus twenty five thirty one, 31, it said they had to bring pure oil from olive. Olive gets pressed. An olive, um, an olive, I don't know what they have to call it. You wouldn't say it's else. It's not a fruit, is it? What did you call it? A don't know what you'd call an olive. It's an olive. Get that and those. Horrible things. Um, but when you press them... It let off, they let off oil, so the first oil was meant to be given to the to the menorah, to the, the to burning lights. The second was to for the food, and the third was for something else. I can't remember what the third was for, but it was all for different things. And pure oil that was meant to be given. That this candle, this if you like, this candlestick had to be burning continuous, continuous all the time, never to be put out. In Exodus 27 and verse 20, it gives the orders to say that this lampstand should never go out and it should stand in front of the testimony, which I quite liked. The light was to be shining in front of the testimony. Well, the testimony was the Ark of the, the, ark of the Covenant, if you like. It was the, the covenant God made with the Jewish people, or the Israelites, and the light had to be constantly burning. The Jewish people would give it a name, you know what they'd call it? The light of the world. That's the name that they give it. This is the light that doesn't go out. It's constantly burning. It's there. It represents that God's presence is here. And it's a light to show the whole world that this is the place of God. This is uh, something that's not in darkness. But this is a light that's to be shining in front of everybody. We see it as as the years would progress and that they would get in Israel and then... They would, Solomon would build the temple. They would also put them artifacts on the temple mount and the same things would still apply. The menorah, the big candles, big candlestick. If you go to Israel, they've made one there. It's not burning at the minute. It's, in, it's encased, but it's there. It's made out of solid gold. And when they put it on the temple mount, it's going to burn again. It's gonna, they're going to put it back on and, and light it back up. It's not needed now, and I'm going to look into that, and we're going to—I'm going to tell you the reason why. But the light—this light was meant to be constantly burning, so it would show the way of God, if you like. It represents this is the place of God. That's not in darkness, but it's in light. Um, if you turn your Bibles to John 8, John 8:12. 8, As, as we have just taken these emblems, they represent something, don't they? They represent what Jesus done. He broke his body and he shed his blood. As all them elements that was made to go in the, in the temple or in the tabernacle, they was all to represent something. There was always to be a constant light burning, a constant light shining. And that was to represent God. That was to represent that God is a God of light, not of darkness. And in John 8, chapter 12. Sorry, John 8, verse 12. A bit confused there. It says this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. Jesus here makes a statement in front of the, the Pharisees, in front of the Jewish leaders, the, ruler, the, the rulers of their religion at that time. And Jesus makes a statement and he says, I am the light of the world. Now he uses that word there, I am. And that word is the same word that when Moses spoke in the, the, to the burning bush, when he said, Who shall I say sent me? Tell him that I am a sentient. That I am. It was a. It meant to the Jews. It meant if you said I am, they wouldn't say it. But Jesus here is saying it in the in the right way, in the right tone, and he is letting them know that he is God in the flesh and that he is the light of the world. Jesus was being this this representative on earth at this time, and he would tell the people there that now I'm the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. You see, in the Old Testament, when you see the the lampstand, when you see it burning bright and it was to show up all the the godly things at the temple, that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to to show up everything that was good and righteous. Jesus lived a a righteous life, a good, clean life. uh, Jesus would have never swore throughout his whole life. Never would have took oath but told the truth the whole way through. Jesus come to show the way. He came to show the, the, the path, the way that we should all walk. There is, there is testimonies of a, of a life, and the testimony of life that we want to follow would be the testimony of Jesus. We can answer many questions in our life by saying something simple like, what would Jesus do? If you're a young person in here and everybody's going out to the party there's going to be plenty of drink or plenty to do, you can answer that. What would Jesus do? The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. I'm going to get caught up in this. I don't want to go. So you refrain from it. Jesus would know and have an understanding of that. When Jesus said he is the light of the world, he came to show the way to God. He, he, He lit the world up. Turn your Bibles to a famous verse, John chapter 3. Jesus again, he's talking to a Jewish leader, Nicodemus. He's just told him about being born again. I'll start from verse 16. Many of us here can quote this, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever should believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him should not be condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world but men love darkness instead instead of light because their deeds are evil everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for the fear of their deeds being exposed but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that you may be seen so that it may be seen plainly what he has done has been done through God So when we have this as an understanding that God is light, when when we have an understanding that when Jesus came to earth, it doesn't mean that Jesus was a a torch, that he was a big light bulb that walked about. It doesn't mean that, not in a literal sense. But it meant he was the light of the world, that he showed the way to live of righteousness, what was righteous and true. He showed what was good and clean. And then when Jesus talks about this, when he talks about the the most famous verse in the Bible, if you like, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. He gave the reasons why men wouldn't accept it. He said, because men love darkness rather than light. They love the deeds of the flesh. They love to live the life that they want to live. Answering to nobody. I want to tell you here, every person in here, Everybody who thinks that they're a man for their self, or a woman for their self, I answer the no one. I'm the boss of my own, or I, I, I do as what my family thinks. I want to tell you something, every one of us has to give an account of God. Everyone. You know what the Bible says, that every idle word, everything that you've said out of your mouth that's not truth, you have to give an account for one day. The reason why people don't want to come to Christ is because their leads are dark and they love them. And this world has got us wrapped up in a darkness, in a, in a, in a world of darkness, where what we seen was wrong 20 years ago, is now we're living our last all right. Amen. That can't be right. Amen. If wrong's wrong, if it was wrong 20 years ago, it'd be wrong 50 years ago, it'd be wrong 20 years in the future, it'd be wrong in 50 years in the future. Wrong's wrong. Let all men be liars, but let God be true. Amen. Our standard, the way that we live, isn't the standard of the world, but it's the standard of Christ. Our example isn't the example of this world, but it's the example of Christ. We see people people gaining so much in this world, if you like, so much things, so much property, so much prosperity... They don't realise the sometimes the way that they go out to get it is darkness. And they're trapped in this darkness. They love the refinery of this world. So they're trapped in the darkness to go and get it again. Go and get it again. We have people that I have witnessed to and told and asked to come to Jesus. But because of their lifestyle, they can't come into the light. They're still to stay in the dark. I want to tell you something. I'll tell you exactly where darkness leads. It leads to death and destruction. Jesus came to be the light of the world to pull people out of it. And it's marvellous to say that Jesus was the light of the world. But he said that he's the narrow gate and only a few find him. If I turn all these lights off in this place, the only thing that would be lit up is that hallway. Then. It's quite easy to walk and find that hallway because it's lit up, you could walk out of it. But deeds are loved. People love darkness because their deeds are not exposed. Nobody knows what they're up to. The life that they live, the lifestyle that they're involved in. I want to tell you something. Don't be fooled. Everything that you do in your life, one day will be exposed by light. Everything. The Bible says that on Judgment Day, nothing will be hidden. Nothing. Do you know every time that you've spoke about somebody on a phone and you think that's just between you and that person, the Bible says that one day that will be exposed. That will be brought out to light. There are many of us in here that will be ashamed of that thing, will be ashamed of it. Maybe the things that you caught up watching on your phone, maybe, maybe you'll be ashamed of them things. But I want to tell you, you don't have to be. You can repent. And the Bible says that that all goes into the sea of forgetfulness. For us who are Christians in this place, we have to follow the example of Christ. And the Bible says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Christ cleanses us of all sin. That we have a duty as Christians to walk in the light. No dark deeds. No future plans of dark deeds. So we would say that righteousness is light and evil doing and sin is dark. Would that be a good fair representation of that? In in Ephesians 8, Yeah, sorry, Ephesians 5, verse 8. I'll get all my chapters muddled up tonight. It says this. For you were once in darkness, but now you are in light of the Lord. Lives, live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is is all goodness, righteousness and truth. If you go back to chapter 5, and I don't want to talk about this because... We have a mixed congregation here of young people and old people. But you want to know what the, the deeds of darkness is? Read, go back to chapter five and read through that. But the deeds of light—that's what we need to focus on. What's right? What is the deeds of light? Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Brothers and sisters, you want to know what God's will is for your life? Live a testimony in goodness, righteousness, and truth. Don't be called out to be a liar. If you are repent, put it right, and do that no more. The Bible says that we are the light of the world; that we're the example to the world. Do you know what the word testimony means? It means witness. So when the menorah, the lampstand, was in front of the ark uh, of the testimony, it was a testimony. It meant it was a witness to the world. The, the menorah was a witness to the world. And the Bible says that we are now to be that witness to the world. Jesus came on the earth to show the way. Now we are to live in that way to be a testimony to the world. Brothers, sisters, if we are to win the lost in this world, we have to first be a testimony. You can't witness to a drunk man when you're drunk. There are plenty of people that tried. I know this. There are plenty of people that can try and tell you about Jesus. And their blind blind, is drunk. That is the blind leading the blind. The only way that you can tell others and have a testimony is when you put your faith, your trust, your truth, your righteousness in Jesus Christ. When you live a life as a testimony. When somebody looks at you and says, you know what? He wouldn't have nothing chordy. Not even if it was given to him for free, he wouldn't do it. Do you know, when somebody gives him too much money, he would give it back. Do you know, he's never been caught out on a lie. She's never been caught out on gossip. Do you know what you're doing? You're living a testimony. What's God's will for your life? To be the light of the world. Yeah, Matthew 5. I've got to get a bigger Bible. My eyes can't squint no more. I ain't ain't getting glasses. Matthew 5, uh, verse 13 says, You're the salt of the earth, earth, uh, uh, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salt again? It is no longer good for anything to be thrown out and trampled on. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a lampstand and so giving light to everyone, to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Heavenly Father. What's the will of God in your life? Live as a Christian, a child of the light, so that people can see what you are and praise your Heavenly Father. Do you know? Let me t- let me say this to you. If you've lived a life that has not been wholesome, that hasn't been right, that you would have a gossip, that you would have a lie, that you would have a dodgy deal. You know, when you stop that, and that Christ has come in on your life, and you stop that, you live at what we call a testimony as a witness. That other people now know that something's changed in you. When you look at the word of God, when the people, when their life was changed. Remember Zacchaeus, the little man, the tax collector, that nobody liked because he just took all their money. Do you know the minute that Jesus Christ come in, he said, anything that I've swindled out of anybody, I will give them three times as much back. That was his testimony. When you look at all of the the disciples, they lived the testimony. Except for Judas. When we look at the, the people that got saved, they lived as testimonies from that point on. They live the life of light, they live the life of righteousness and truth. I want to say this to everybody here, in love, in love. There is no worse of a testimony than somebody saying that they're a Christian and living like the world. There are good examples and there are bad examples. There are people that are paving the way to heaven by living a life that's right and telling others and showing the way. And there are ones that their tongues do one way, they live another, yeah, it's true, but their lifestyle will live another. They, love, they, they want to live in dark likeness, but really everything about them is in dark. You cannot waver between two opinions. You cannot be double-minded. If you want to go to heaven, and Jesus has set the way, you have to walk in the light as He is in the light so that you can get to heaven. In this world, there are good testimonies, people that we want to be like, and there are bad testimonies, people that we know that they have a, an up-and-down Christianity and we don't want to be like. Brothers and sisters, I'd encourage you To be the one that people would want to follow Christ because of you. This is what it says. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill. No one lights a lamp and wants to hide it. But instead you've got to let that light shine so that others may see. In the Old Testament, you had the lampstand on top of the, 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 the temple mount that was shining out. And then Jesus comes into the world... And that he's the light of the world. And then Jesus does something else. He makes you now the light of the world.. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In the Old Testament, it was the lampstand. The end of the Old Testament, Jesus Christ was the light of the world. In the New Testament, you're now the light of the world. What example do you show us that lead others to Christ? Are you living a, a testimony that others would want to hear because of what's going on in your life? We are the light of the world. If, no, if somebody can't see Christ in your life, then what other option do they have? You're the ones that claim to be Christians. You're the ones that say, Jesus has changed my life. Now let's live the example. Let's shine the light. Let's shine bright. The whole world wants to to cover Christianity up and put it back under darkness. As Christians, we're all in it for this, or we're all in it for that. I will try and make their deeds dark. Do you know how you expose darkness? shine it up to the light. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters in here, there is a good thing. That is repentance. If you've been living a life that's been darkness... you know, that can all be switched completely right over. Do you know, I read a book by um, A.W. Tozer, and he said this, he said, My light might be dim, but it can still light another. When you think of a candle, how in those days there it was just a, a flicker of a light, just a dear little bit, and just as it got right to the last point, they would light another candle off it and put it in its place. Even though our light can be dim, it can be lit up brighter. It can. At the beginning of this message, I asked you, does everybody know what, what God's will is there in their life? You know what God's will is for you? Shine bright. Shine bright. Do you have the understanding that you're the city on the hill? What was Jesus talking about here? He wasn't just talking about a city on a hill. If you've been to Israel, you would know what that means. There was a city on the hill in the Sea of Galilee that everybody used to guide their ships at night because of that city. They knew where that was. Jesus wasn't talking about that city. He was talking about me and you. And he's saying, you are now the light of the world. Sometimes I don't feel like the light of the world and somebody's cut me up or something's going on and I... But brothers and sisters, we need to understand that we're the light of the world. If we can't put the darkness, the, dark, the people that are living in darkness, if we can't guide them to Christ and show them that he is the light, then there's something wrong with our Christianity. Brothers and sisters, we need to live a testimony which shines up the world what did Jesus do when Jesus came? he said men love darkness rather than light because when the light comes it exposes the darkness it exposes evil do you know when you're in the company of somebody as a Christian in this place and there every other word out of their mouth is a four letter swear word does that not affect you does it? it now you're like oh you can watch that on the telly. Before you was a Christian, you could watch it, it wouldn't bother you. And now you watch it, and it has an effect on you, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I can't. turn that rubbish off, I can't. There's no need for that, turn it off. Do you know what that is? You see it as darkness, and it is affecting your light. But when you switch that off, when, when you stop swearing, you're showing the world what's light. What's the need for it? What is the need for swearing? What is the need for it? And when you start showing people what's the need, they even start cleaning their speech up around you. Do your unsafe family clean their speech up when they talk to you now? Yeah. I have unsafe family that if they swear, they apologize straight away now. Sorry for that. you' mean to say that. That is I don't swear, so I, hopefully that's what shows them up. It shows it up when they do it. But brothers and sisters, that's an effect that we've got to have on the people around us. We're the light of the world that exposes evil. Jesus is the light of the world that exposed evil 2,000 years ago. And our job now is to be the light of the world, a city on a hill. If you're in this place and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, and maybe about what I'm just talking about, maybe it seem like, whatever's he on about? He's light, it's darkness, it's... I don't think you can get any more plain and simple when the Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that who should ever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he went on to say that Jesus has come into the world to show the way to God to show the way to likeness. Jesus has come to this world to show every sinner who lives in darkness that there is a better life. There is a path that you can get to heaven on. That is it. How did Jesus say it? What did Jesus say? Repent of your sin. Come follow me. Repent. Repent means turn away. I know lying's wrong. I'm stopping. I know I'm going to stop all that. I know children. I'm not going to do that no more. I living live in a straight way from here on out. You turn your life away and now you follow Jesus Christ. You was once in darkness but now in light. If you're in this place and you don't know Jesus Christ, the Bible says, not me, the Bible says that you're in darkness. I don't know anybody that would love to live in the middle of a wood, in complete utter darkness. I don't know anybody who would like to live that way. I quite like it when I can switch a light on and I can live in the light. But there's something else when that light gets switched on in here, that you understand that you've been living in darkness, and now there's a better way, and that's light. If you're in this place, you've never accepted Jesus Christ. I tell you what I'm offering tonight. I tell you what Jesus is offering tonight. If you're in darkness. You can be brought into the light. If you're living as a Christian, if you're a born-again believer in this place, and you're not living in truth, you're not living in righteousness. Start believing truth and righteousness. Stop the line, Stop everything. Start to live a holy and righteous life and live the light that you're called to live. We'll end with this. Does light and darkness mix? Light and dark does not mix. I want to tell you something. When then light bulbs are switched on, darkness flees. When a light is switched on, darkness vanishes. It goes. I want to thank God in my life that he showed me Jesus and he switched on the light. And when the light got switched on in my life, darkness fled. If you want the light, put Jesus in your life. The darkness will flee and light will shine in your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, my God, for your word. My Lord, I thank you, my God, and as simple as I could make it tonight, or as simple as you made it, my Lord, in your word. My Lord God, as in times past, as we had the lampstands in the temple and the tabernacle, Lord, and that as you come to show the light, my Lord, to be a light of the world, that you have always had a representative on earth, my God, to shine your light, to show your truth. And my God, this night, my God, I thank you, Lord God, that you chose us in here to shine your light, my Lord. Oh Lord, let your truth and your righteousness and your justice be shone amongst us. And I pray, my God, in Jesus' name for this. Amen.